Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs, Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. All right. Chat with us. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm your host, Shelly Carney. And I'm your co-host, Toby Yonis. And today we're going to be talking about putting a book together. Uh, this is something that we've done a couple of times. This is our second time doing it. Uh, this is our first time doing a, a compilation book or a nonfiction compilation book where we take interviews and create a book out of it. Uh, we always knew it could be done. And Toby's done things similar in the past, you creating white papers and that sort of thing. White papers and uh, case studies. Mm -hmm. It was a too little use. But if you look at all my documentary work, it's pretty much the same process. Right, right. So, and so it's a lot like a lot like a documentary, but it's a little, probably a lot less time spent in editing. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is important to us. Uh, we want to take content and immediately get it up as quickly as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, we get slowed down be because of things like holidays and uh, <laughs> that's kind of what happened to us this time, I think. Yeah, we had scheduled this, uh, our original schedule that we made way back in, I don't know, August or September was to have the book out by January 1st uh, and then or holidays. Christmas even, and then, yeah. And then holidays. Yeah. Um, so we have, that's, that's our excuse and we're sticking to it. But uh, based on where we are right now and the progress that we've made in the last couple of weeks, uh, we expect that we should be able to see it on Amazon uh, around February 1st, depending on they have a review process once we're upload, well, uploaded it uh, that takes a couple of days and apparently they don't work weekends. So uh, I'm going to try and upload it uh, this week, uh, this weekend at the latest uh, and hope that they'll have it reviewed by February 1st, which is next Tuesday. Uh, but we're confident that we've done our part uh, in terms of formatting it for their expectations that uh, that should happen. You know, there, there shouldn't be a lot of, a lot of back and forth with us and the Amazon KDP people. Uh, and the first book we had, it was a learning process for us. Uh, and um, it was a little bit more convoluted because we needed a lot of like, Oh, you need to do this and you need to fix that. Uh, we don't think that's going to be true this time. Uh, we feel very confident that, um, we're going to give them what they look for when they yeah. uh, decide. Now, Amazon has made some changes to KDP over the past six months or so <coughs> and uh, tried to make it, I think, easier for authors to self-publish. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to work in our favor this time. And one of the things that we're doing this time that we didn't do last time is we're doing it in color. It's a little bit more expensive from a uh, processing uh, side, from the uh, production side, uh, and it'll be a little bit more um, we're not we're not looking to make a great big profit on this. We'd rather just get it out. So, um, but we think it's going to be priced right enough. It's 300 pages worth of pretty good content. So we think it'll work for everybody. We're looking forward to it. So let's get started with that presentation. Our first slide, Livecast Life 2.0, that's us. And the title of today's show is The Easy Fun Way to Publish a Book While Making Friends. I so, mean, all good things, right? So was it easy? Well, I know we made friends. Yeah. 
but I always look at it from, so from my perspective, I, I don't feel like it's easy and fun until after I've done it. Like you have to do it first. It's like breaking a bone. You have to break it, then you have to live through it. Well, I think like... because there were so many contributors to this one, mm -hmm. uh, that made the content, you know, an easy thing to, to to produce the content. And then we had to edit. There was more editing, I think, maybe because uh, it's talk, right? People mm -hmm. are chatting, having a conversation, and and you have to take out a lot of likes and so's and ums and ahs and. Uh, and uh, at the beginning of sentences, uh, because we we tend to have run-on sentences when we're mm -hmm. talking, especially when we're trying to get a whole lot of stuff out, uh, you know, as we're as it comes into our brain, we want to say mm -hmm. it right away so we don't forget to say it. So the editing process can be a little bit more challenging. Uh, what you're going to end up with in a book like this is more of a conversational style, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And but, we're going to uh, talk yeah, about I that. Think, we're, I think gonna... this is the faster way to make content. Like if yeah. you're going to sit down and write a book, tap, tap, tappy, tap, tap, it's all got to come out of your brain. And your brain is going to go, this is hard. <laughs> and, and while some of it did come out of our brains, yeah. it was for the purposes of creating uh, tools to manage the process and the questions, revising the questions as they came along. I mean, we learned a lot from just doing it out in the field. Uh, together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is one of those interesting things that I had never, you know, when I was making documentaries and doing interviews, I didn't have someone coming up to me in, in the middle of the interview process and saying, don't forget to ask this question. Right. Right. You had to have a set of questions ready for them. And then you had to be prepared to ad lib. Mm -hmm. But when there's two of us there, I'm seeing and hearing things that you may not be because you're focused on the conversation. And so it worked out. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about how that went as well. All right. And we describe it. We actually describe it in the introduction of the book. So That's true. So uh, talk about this, because um, this, this didn't become an idea for us until one day I called you and I said, hey, I'm going to sign you up for a conference. Mm -hmm. Take it from there. Well, then we decided that it would behoove us to go together uh, because we are better as a team. So we went to the conference together and we were speaking to each other about what are we going to get out of this conference? Yeah, there's a lot of great talks and there's a lot of people there to meet. Um, you know, and, and when you're a podcaster, one of the benefits of being a podcaster is you can go up to people that you've always wanted to speak with and learn from and say to them, I have a podcast. Would you be a guest on my podcast? And so we took that uh, piece of the puzzle and we said, well, how about if while we're at the conference with all these other podcasters, we use that and we reach out to people and we set up interviews with them while we're at the conference, while we're one-on-one -on -one with them. And so what, how, how do we do that? Well, let's, let's start with some outreach, right? We'll start with outreach schedule those conference, schedule those interviews, have those interviews with them. And then we'll have what? Wow. Look at all this content we have right at the end. So what, what are we going to do with that? So outreach was made easier because of the Whova app. Mm -hmm. The Whova app is something that uh, a lot of conferences are using nowadays, especially hybrid conferences. It's an app that you get on ahead of time, a few weeks before the conference is to begin and you can start to meet people. You can start looking at who's going to be speaking, what they're talking about. You can start setting up your agenda with the Whova app. And with that Whova app, we could put up a post to say, we want to do interviews of people while we're there. 
So if you're interested, please let us know, contact us, and, and we could start reaching out in that way. Uh, we could uh, further that on social media and start scheduling those interviews. And we also decided, let's print up some rack cards to, do you have, I have one here. Let's print up some rack cards that we can hand out during the event. There we go. There. Uh, during the event, we can hand these out. And so Toby and I went and took this photo at a nearby hotel and created these rack cards so that people could um, see what they were getting into. It, it gave us a, additional visibility and credibility to have these rack cards with us at the event. And on the front, you can see a picture of me talking to another woman. A perfect stranger, by the way. So that kind of represents, okay, here's what it's going to look like when you do an interview with me. And then it gives you information about our show. And then on the back, gives you a little bit more information. And then it uh, gives you a place to write when you make your appointment. And what we could do is hand these out during the conference to gather additional interviews. So it was uh, very well used, and we made it a uh, generic document. So, for example, we're attending a networking event uh, tonight uh, here in uh, New Mexico, and we're going to be using, we're going to take those rack cards with That's us. That's right. So. And I'm wearing my M&M shirt so they can say, what's that about? What's that about? <laughs> you have your funny hat. So, uh, no, your, I didn't bring any your hats. gilded purse. I didn't bring any of those. <clears throat> so we set up interviews by pre-scheduling them, asking in person, and then handing the cards to the people who interviewed with us and saying, if you meet somebody or know somebody who would also like to interview with us, give them this card and they could then text us and we could set up an appointment during the conference. And then we had content at the end. We had the audio recordings, we had photos that we took during the interviews and of the conference itself. And we had stories to tell, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I think one of the important decisions we made was once we decided that based on the investment we're, we were making in this conference, because it was an expensive conference in an expensive hotel, and it was seven hours driving either way, and there were three of us going, including uh, when you include Shelly's husband, Kevin, so we had to figure out how are we going to turn this into something for us aside from uh, uh, attending the conference and learning from it because you know in my career i had been to hundreds of conferences and uh, as a necessary requirement for justification was i had to figure out how to leverage that conference into something and so there were a lot of ways to do it for everything from you know uh, designing trade show exhibits for some of my clients to hosting them to, in one case, I designed a totally robotic so that they didn't have to have anybody on the floor. It was a real success, actually. It was kind of fun. Um, so you have to ask yourself, what can I get out of this conference aside from attending the conference, networking with people, and uh, and learning from the sessions? And that's when we started. What could we get out of it? Can we get some uh, content in the form of interviews? Can we get some photographs that we can use in future? And you're going to see some of those, you're going to see at least one of them today. So I think one of the important things to do is once you've spent all this money and, and we got the VIP, VIP version of the conference and, you know, that was, um, I'll say the price, I'm not bragging here. It was a total of a thousand dollars for the two of us. 
And that's before hotel and travel expenses. So and food. And food, yeah. yeah. So we wanted to get something <laughs> reasonable out of it. And that's where we came up with the ideas of leveraging this this event into the book that you're going to see published on Amazon this week. So. so the goals that we set before we went to the conference were to schedule interviews, record interviews, have conversations, make connections, and produce content, including podcast episodes in a book. That's what we wanted to have as a result of going to the conference and doing these interviews. And, and we had actually set a perfectly reasonable objective of 10 interviews. And I think Shelly, and she may say this in one of the later slides, uh, Shelly may have scheduled, should, not may have, but did schedule eight of those interviews before we actually hit the road, right? Mm -hmm. So we were on track to hit our, you know, uh, our primary objective, which was 10 interviews. If we could get 10 interviews out of this event, we'd feel pretty good about it. And when you look at this graph, you'll say, oh, what's going on here? Well, this is how we leverage our content. We start with the interviews and from that we get one, an audio file and two photos, right? And from the audio file, we created podcast episodes that would uh, play for as many weeks as we had interviews. Then we take the, I lost my Oh, I'm there. sorry. Excuse me. Then we, no, not right. <laughs> no, no. Then we take the audio file and have it transcribed through Descript. So we have a text version. We take that and edit it, do a pre-edit, uh, send it off to an editor, um, edit again. It's quite a lot of editing of the text, but we want it to be really valuable content for a book. Uh, and then, of course, format it into a paperback and Kindle book. The additional benefits that we got from the audio file and the podcast uh, were that the, uh, the guest that we interviewed during the conference, we asked them to be a guest on our live show. So uh, several of them did that, and we got extra promotion from that. They invited people to watch the live show. They shared the live show uh, before, during, and after the live show. And then we also spoke about the podcast so that they could drive people uh, that they knew to the podcast as well as the live show. Uh, this would give us audience growth, and it also grew our network in that we knew all we now know an additional 18 people in the podcasting arena that we connected with and interviewed. So I do want to share this uh, because I think one of the important components of our, I don't know, I don't want to say success or what we had to achieve is when we decided to record these, we had to find a device, a recorder that was both compact and had high quality. And I want to point out that we selected the Zoom after a lot of testing uh, we had lots of options, but what we ended up with was the Zoom uh, PodTrack P4 because it had sound pads. It had up to four uh, different uh, inputs, four different outputs. You could connect a phone to it either via cable, uh, USB cable, or via Bluetooth. And I think that was, that was part of kind of the pre-planning process that went into this so that we could make sure that if we did but, you know, if we got the interviews that we wanted and we're going to produce an audio file, what piece of equipment would produce the, the 
audio file with enough quality so that and and a completeness so that we wouldn't have to spend hours editing because in my opinion and I'm I'm not going to ask if Shelly shares in this opinion but in my opinion the more time you spend in an editing bay either video or audio the less likely it is you're going to be, be producing a finished product because it seems to me like it's one of the biggest obstacles at some point the act of staying in that editing bay for that many hours becomes an obstacle uh, to success. And I can name two or three friends who have almost produced documentary-like works, but never managed to get past the editing phase. So we wanted to do this. We knew from experience we wanted to do this. So there was as little editing as possible. That Zoom Podtrack P4 uh, enabled to, to do it because the editing, you know, if I spent an hour total on all 18 interviews, I, that would be more than that. I mean, uh, I I literally did not have to go into that much editing. And we're talking talk about some of the things that we did uh, to produce that. So To continue on with the additional benefits, we also uh, received some collaboration efforts through that. Uh, I started doing another podcast with somebody we met at She Podcast Live. Jen McFarland. Uh, so that was a collab. That's a collaboration that I'm working on now. And we received speaking invitations. I was on a couple of other podcasts uh, because they met me at the conference. And of course, we're looking forward to book sales, bringing in a little bit of income in the future. So the important, I mean, if you, this can be, we end up drawing this diagram a lot uh, in a variety of forms. And it looks like it's very complex, but the key is you collected content by doing interviews and taking pictures. And Shelley's point here is that you, it, the creativity comes in when you try to figure out how many different ways you can use that content to market yourself, because that's what this is all about. So our planning and preparation included uh, a Google spreadsheet, which we have a picture there, a Google spreadsheet that kept all information in one place. And we continued to add more information in that one place. So we could always refer to it throughout the entire process as we uh, started scheduling the interviews all the way through uh, now when we're formatting the book, we're using this one document over and over again. So it's really important to keep all that information together and we use google spreadsheet for that uh we wrote some questions uh i had a list of 10 questions that were specific to the conference and to the people we'd be talking to and then we added some different questions uh, for people who were in ancillary businesses or for the organizers we had a talent release that we gave to each person to sign before we started the interview and the subject information form where they could add any links or any information that they wanted to make sure would be in the show notes. And uh, so that we could contact them in the future if they did decide to be uh, um, on our uh, live oh, show. Sorry, that was my keyboard. I'm sorry. And then uh, Toby had a recording notes form where he, he could write down things like the, the file name and the file number and the person's name and, and make any notes about edits he might need to do. Uh, you had a great example in the book about uh, Adrian Vanderpolk 
we had to stop in the middle as her throat was getting dry. And I still remember it was at uh, 19 minutes and 55 seconds. And I could go straight there, make that edit, and and move forward. So it wasn't a bunch of edits. Uh, it's very helpful to have two people working on these at the, at the same time. So one's interviewing and one is baking the notes and, and, and pushing the buttons. And popping questions. You know, every once in a while, I, as I listen to the interview, there would, a, there would, from my perspective, there would be a question that I'd really want to ask. So I'd write it down on a note card, hand it to Shelly, and then Shelly would very gracefully incorporate it into the conversation. And I don't think there was anyone of the 18 interviews where anyone said, I don't want to answer that question, or could we change that, or something like that. Uh, for the most part, they just kind of went along with the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so this is just part of that spreadsheet, and and the reason I have a copy here is because as I was uh, formatting the book last night, I was still using this uh, as the way to track the chapters. The chapters in the book are going to be based upon uh, the order in which we interviewed folks. There's no alphabetical or who's more important. We just took them like these are the 18 interviews, and this is what we did. But this little spreadsheet, it's actually much bigger than this because I didn't put the personal information in. But that spreadsheet has kept kept us on track the entire time. I did want to show you this real quickly. This is the book that Shelly and I produced, the notebook. Oh, green. Uh, that started with the agenda, the list of interviews, uh, the subject forms, which we asked them. The, uh, I can't see it there. The subject information forms that we asked them to fill out just before we started the interviews. Uh, the talent releases that we literally had them sign. Well, boy, those colors just go. That we had them sign before we started the interview. And I don't know, Shelly has said it in the introduction to the book, but I don't know whether we've stated here. And that is, don't do one of these without that talent release. Uh, we didn't have any problems ask, you know, when we asked them to sign them, they did. And, um, and there was no problems getting them, but don't conduct or don't. Especially if you're planning to make a book out of it. Right. We need don't. to tell everybody in advance, uh, this is what we're doing with the content. We're going to put it out as a podcast. We're going to transcribe it and we're going to put it together as a book. And the number one result from that or the number one uh, response we got from that was excitement. They were excited to be a part of that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but definitely tell them and then have them sign that release. And if there's any, if you need something like this, we'll share our release form with you because we've learned a long time ago, we actually add a paragraph to it that says, here's what's going to happen to the content that you're providing and here's how we're going to treat it. We promise them literally in the talent release that we're going to treat them with respect and rather than you're going to get beat up, you know, no matter what you say. So uh, we make that a point to say it in the talent release. And, uh, you know, in addition to that, we had several people ask us for copies of the talent release because they're podcasters. They have the same problem that they need to solve. So. So why do you want to write and publish a book? Uh, if you're just like, like maybe you're just a small business owner and you're like, why would I want to put all that time and effort into writing a book? Why would I want to do this? Well, writing a book is a learning opportunity. Number one, it helps you to know yourself, your business, and the world better. We got to hear from people about their stories and about why they were podcasting and why they feel it's important and, and got a lot of information to, to then compile into knowledge that we can carry forward with us. The book will position you as an expert. If somebody sees this book and I'm holding this book and I'm talking about this book, uh, they're going to say, well, you know what? You, you, 
you have a lot of knowledge. You're an expert. I want you to speak at my conference, or I want you to uh, talk on my mastermind and, and share this information. So it positions you as an expert in whatever that interview is about. Becoming a published author gives you authority and visibility in your industry. It's a, it's a calling card with thump value, right? You take your book and you thump it on the desk and you say, yeah, I wrote a book. <laughs> so people are impressed by that because it takes a lot of commitment and effort to get that far. Publishing your book builds your brand and creates great social proof for your projects in your business. You can say, here, I can do a project from start to finish. And uh, all of these people who are in the book were excited to be a part of it. And I gathered them all together. I was the leader that made this happen, right? And the book helps you to grow your audience and attract more clients. All the people who are in the book are going to want to own the book. They're going to want to share it with their family, their friends, and their audience. So one of the things that we did uh, when we were interviewing is we stopped after the interview and I took some photographs, one of each individual and um, one of Shelly and the individual subject together. And we used those portraits in the book. Uh, and we're printing the book in color, and they came out. And I should probably share one with you. I should have put one in the presentation. But if you, if you're concerned about whether or not this is a promotional or marketing strategy, I'm going to cite a gentleman whose name is Studs Turkle. You may have heard his name because he is a well-published author. Um, he's he published over his lifetime 25 books, 12 of which were called oral histories. Oral histories. Um, and they started in around the mid-60s when the Wallensack Corporation sent Studs, who was at the time a radio engineer in Chicago, sent him a portable tape recorder and not digital tape recorder. This is when you used tape. Uh, and he took it because it was portable. He walked out outside his offices in Chicago and he started interviewing people with a plan of having his own radio show. Well, as these, conver these conversations became more animated, he realized this is more than a radio show, and he produced his first oral history, which is a book I own, the first one, uh, about that thick. And uh, he spent the rest of his life uh, producing oral histories and other books. He was a learned man. Um, ultimately, he won a Pulitzer Prize for his work. He received the uh, Literary Medal of Freedom from uh, President Bill Clinton. He received numerous other awards and honors, uh, but it worked for him. And although he was a writer of reasonable note, he was great at these oral histories. And it was, I don't know if you're aware of the Firefox history, the history of the Firefox books, but the gentleman, the teacher in, I think it was Kentucky, uh, was a fan of Studs Terkel. And, uh, and suggested this idea to his high school students uh, to interview their grandparents about how things used to be when they were growing up so that they could talk about how they made cream. It was the same kind of thing, except he had each of his students come back with an interview. They processed it. And I think they finished it about Firefox 14 uh, because he would do it every year. So this is a credible methodology for producing content. And it's especially more credible for us because we have the recordings uh, 
the only thing that Studs Terkel had was to be able to put the recordings on his radio show. He didn't have the internet. He didn't have live streaming. He didn't have podcasting. He didn't have transcription applications. So the tools are out there that make this a lot easier for you uh, uh, as a member of today's society than for Studs Terkel as a member of 19, mid-1960s uh, society and technology. So uh, the tools are out there uh, and you can take advantage of them. And um, I mean, I was confident and comfortable with the process because that's basically how I produced over 200 documentaries by using a very similar strategy, except this time with video rather than audio. And there was no, never any expectation that I was going to transcribe them and turn them into a book. My objective was, my client's objective was the documentary. So if you have any fears about this, everything that you need in order to do this is out there and available and reasonably priced. Another thing that Shelley focused on, and I want to reinforce, is that every one of these interviews that you do in a specific topical area makes you that much smarter in that specific topical area. I can tell you that if you want to sit down and have a conversation with Shelley Carney right now about women in podcasting, aside from her own experiences, she is now what I would call a relative expert in the topic of women in podcasting and can hold up her end of any conversation. So if you want to listen to her talk about it, invite her to your podcast or live stream, and she'll be happy to do that with you. Okay. If you want to talk about men in podcasting, I can do it, but it's not as fun. Who wants to talk about that anyway? Exactly. It's not as much fun as talking about women in podcasting. So, of course, once you have all the content, you have to process it. We put it out as a podcast and released episode after episode every week since uh, I think it was the first week of November we started releasing them. Uh -huh. And then we also used Descript, which is a program that uh, does transcription of audio and video. And uh, we created the text. I went through it, um, did my preliminary edit, removed filler words, removed uh, the, the intro and the outro, which were in the podcast. And uh, that is the draft edit, basically. And then um, Toby hired an editor uh, that he found on Fiverr to make sure that everything that I had done was, you know, uh, grammatically correct. And, I, you know, anything I missed, he could catch. And then uh, when he finished it, I went through it again, uh, just to make sure that, you know, I was still happy with everything. So uh, we, we have not prior to this, we hadn't hired an editor for any of our work. And I, I actually kind of regret it not doing it sooner. Shelly does a great job of editing. Uh, but whenever we look at what we're doing between the two of us, I'm terrible at editing, by the way. So I, I should say I count on Shelly to do the majority of it. But I thought, why not hire an editor? And I went to Fiverr.com, which is my favorite place to to find consulting types or you know independent project types, and found an editor there that actually makes a living for a corporation as their editor. And he did a great job of running through it. There is an edit that happens after that. And that's when I take all of that documentation, all of the transcripts and load them into Word because Word, of course, that's has- That's more of a formatting. 
well, it it is it's not editing in that it does have some grammar corrections, but as I see it now, as I'm going through it, there isn't a lot of grammatical change. It's more like you should have put a comma here, or you shouldn't have put a comma there, kind of thing. So, or you left two spaces in here, you know, between uh, words. So, but it's a nice way to go through the last of it and make sure that you've got as much of it. The other thing that we discovered is no no transcript, no publication that you're uploading to Amazon is perfect. They're going to be imperfect and you will find other errors. That's why there are second and third and fourth editions. So we expect that people will notice things as they read it and they want to make changes. What we hope is that one of our interview subjects won't go to it and say, oh my God, this is not what I said. Well, sorry, we have the... Uh, <laughs> We have the audio recording of what you said. I, I, and that's one of the things I think is as responsible uh, parties in all of this. We have to make our uh, our subjects look, we promised them that when they sign that talent release, that we're going to make them look and sound as good as possible. So yeah, we did some minor editing in terms of word construct, but nothing that would change the, uh, the thought process. It doesn't change the intent of what they were trying to say. So if you're good at editing, do it. If you have a tool like Descript, count on it to do some of the editing for you because in one fell swoop, edit will remove remove all the uh, filler words. Uh, mm, uh, uh, okay, you know. Uh, and then Word, of course, has its own version of uh, grammatical and textual uh, editing. So editing is a good thing, but you, again- It takes a lot of time. Yeah, again, you don't want to so. be spending the next- you know, the and rest we of... use Grammarly and uh, Word has its own yeah. editor function in, in it as well. So we, you know, by the time we've run it through uh, Google Docs and Word and had an editor look at it, it's going to be as good as we can make it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the nice thing about it is once uh, Shelly had completed the transcript, she uploads them to our Google Drive. And that way we both have access uh, to them. And, and, and again, we're using this to number them and keep track of uh, what has been produced, what is, or transcribed, what has been edited, what has been processed through the, um, uh, our online editor and what's ready to go into the book. So Toby does most of the work after it's all been edited and he takes care of the formatting and turning it into from, uh, you know, chapters into an, a complete book. Um, Together, we worked on the cover. Uh, I had an idea for what I wanted the cover to look like. And uh, together, we created a photograph that turned into this cover that you see here. Uh, we put that into Book Brush and created that cover using the photograph that we did together. I styled it. Toby took the photo. And uh, he's a professional photographer, so that's something that he can do. And if you ever come to a point where you're like, I need a specific kind of look for a project that I'm doing. I need a small set photography and I want this and this and this to be in it. You can contact Toby and that's something that we can do. <laughs> we can create a small set photography photograph that you can use for a book cover or, you know, a product Block shot post, or whatever. Product shot, yeah. Yeah, whatever you need. Um, so, that's something that we can do. And I'm going to let Toby go through the formatting 
All right. Uh, part of this. So when uh, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to take the transcripts that uh, we had in Google Drive, and we're going to download them. Uh, Google Drive enables you to download them as Word documents. Now, we try to keep each of the interviews, the introduction, the epilogue, and all the interviews separate documents. When I download them, I download them as separate Word documents, and then I combine them into a single Word document uh, in the order of uh, how they were produced, introduction, um, the uh, each of the interviews, and the uh, epilogue. So when you go into Word, Amazon has a specific format that they want you to upload the finished document into. So the first thing that you have to do is adjust the layout from the standard eight and a half by 11 to the six by nine trim size. And our a gypsy, this is uh, the six by nine trim size. This is our a gypsy's kiss book. Um, and then you have to set the, the um, uh, margins. margins. And then you have to add headers and footers. And in this case, we added uh, photos because we had the photos that we had collected at, uh, at the event of each of the subjects. So we added those. So each subject has their own photo. I did one, we didn't, we did, when Shelly added a chapter with her interview, she wanted to express her opinions on these matters. So she basically wrote her interview and we had to take the photograph that one and we did that uh, the other day. Um, so we included the photos. Then we add what is referred to as the front matter and the back matter. And the front matter is like the cover page, the uh, copyright page, the acknowledgments and dedications, and then the table of contents. The back matter could be anything from stories about the author to how, how to get in uh, touch with us. Then finally, you when, when you've got all that done, you run the table of contents feature using Word. Word has a table of contents collection feature. Uh, and it puts your table of contents together with the correct pages uh, based on the fact that you've reformatted. And I now know, for example, that this book is going to be uh, between, uh, since Shelley is going to do the epilogue in the next couple of days, uh, this book will be between 275 and 300 pages long. So now I can set the cover size, uh, et cetera. The final step, after you've got, you're confident that every it's as good as it can get in the format that Amazon expects is you save it as a PDF file, a dot P, that's redundant, uh, dot PDF, right? Uh, um, and that's how you upload it to Amazon. Once you've uploaded it to Amazon, uh, it takes them a couple of days uh, to determine whether or not there's, it'll tell you immediately if you're off in formatting, it'll come back to you and say, nope, it made some mistakes. This is not the right trim size, or this is, you know, it doesn't match the or trim size. picture gets cut in half. Right. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had one of those in the last book that like, we didn't know why I was doing it. But, well, uh, the other thing that we did was last time we formatted in the KDP uh, product, uh, Kindle book creator. Uh, and that was much harder. The, the fact that they upgraded Amazon so that you could use a Word, um, uh, use Microsoft Word and save it as a PDF file out of uh, Microsoft was a much uh, improvement. Uh, and then you create your cover because in order to create your cover, you need to know how many pages are going to be in the book because that's how they calculate the size of the spine. And I had estimated 300 and I think we're going to come in right at that. So, um, and this book has 214, so right. that kind of gives you an idea of the size. It would be slightly bigger, uh -huh. uh, wide, you know, more pages than this one, just a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, so now we have the cover. You upload the cover. They check it to make sure it's sized. 
then they run it through, there's a two to three uh, business day process where they check and make sure that your writing is reasonable, that you're on a topic that's uh, sellable on Amazon and that your cover fits, et cetera. And then they ask you if you want any proofs and you can get up to five proofs and a proof will have a... Um, not for sale. Or, yeah, what, what, there's a name for that, a watermark that says not for resale on it. They'll send you up to five of those. And then you can order books if you want to give them away and you can order coupons if you want to give away because we're going to publish both in um, in uh, uh, paperback and the uh, Kindle book. So if you want some Kindle books with coupons, you can buy the books yourself at the, the uh, discounted price, the uh, wholesale price from Amazon. Uh, and you can order up to, I think, 50 at a time. And you could use those as giveaways, things like that. Mm -hmm. So this is our second book on Amazon. And I can tell you from my perspective, doing kind of the post-processing before the upload, that this one went, uh, was a lot easier. This wasn't, didn't require, I had to refresh my memory on things. But once I watched the videos, I'd say to myself, ah, this, I, got, I, I got this. And the other thing too, is the the improvement that comes with saying, okay, you can do all your formatting work in Word and we'll accept the resulting document as opposed to do it in, you know, Google Docs, then into Microsoft Word, and then take that and put it into their Kindle Create product. Um, it made it, and the Kindle Create product was not the easiest in the world to use. With Word, I mean, I've been using Word for most of my technical career, so it was real easy to use. And they've, of course, added a lot of features to Word that make it e even more easier, section breaks and things like that, that we didn't have before. So this effort required, um, I'm going to say, one-fourth as much time as the la last effort in, or in order for us to do post-production. Right. And I'm also going to say, uh, we create shows, right? We create live shows. So we have a, we have a slide. So we know what we're going to talk about. We talk about those things that are on the slide. So when we have a finished show, we have the text and we have the slides. So instead of just writing an introduction and an epilogue, we did it this way. I have the slides to work with. And now I have the text of what we're saying in this show, and I will edit that into the epilogue uh, so that I'm not sitting there trying to think of things to say uh, or what, you know, how to, how to format, you know, should I put it, you know, bullet points, or am I going to talk about this and that? I just take all of this content and edit it into the epilogue. And we did the same with the introduction. We had a show where we talked about the conference and, and going to it and how, what it was all about and, and the people that we met and that show became the introduction. And I, I do have to say that it's Shelley that usually gets these ideas of how we can do something that's going to result in not only additional content, but is going to enhance the plan we already have in place. She's really good at that because I, th I thought we were thinking, well, what are we going to, we had somebody scheduled for uh, the interview this week and he had to cancel because of an appointment. And so uh, I let Shelly know and she said, what are we going to talk about? And I said, well, why don't we talk about the book thing? You know, let's talk about what we're doing with the book. And Shelly immediately goes from, okay, we'll talk about the book, but why don't we do it this way so that we can add it as an epilogue to the book? And it to like, t 
to me, it was this amazingly good idea that came on the spur of the moment. And I was kind of envious of the fact that, or, that I didn't think of it myself. Like, well, why didn't I think of that? So I do want to show you, I'm going to share with you real quickly. <laughs> I'm, surprised. I'm surprised you didn't take credit for it. <laughs> No, I've gotten, you know what? I've actually gotten better about not taking credit for your, for your ideas. I'm, I'm getting better at it. But I did, I am going to take credit for this. So uh, with each of the subjects, we held them up long enough. And and I, I have to admit, there was no one that we interviewed that made me feel like we were using up their time, like we were the inconvenience. They gave us as, the interviews as long as they showed up on time. They stayed as long as they needed to do the interview. They stayed afterward. Well, they filled out forms before the interview. They went through the interview. They stayed afterwards so I could get some photos. And basically, these are photos that I shot of each subject. We got all 18 subjects. And I shot this with an iPhone uh, in the kitchenette of my suite. Uh, with terrible lighting, and then ran it through uh, Portrait Pro to get the uh, background inserted and things like that. But now we have these photos, and they each one of the photos is going to go into the book. So we were really happy with that. So let's talk about a little bit about marketing. All right. Once the book is formatted and accepted into KDP as an Amazon book, and you're you've got it up for sale, uh, what we like to do is we add it to the uh, Kindle Unlimited. So if you have the Kindle Unlimited pro reading program as part of what you buy from Amazon, then you can read the book for free. Um, and we try to price things so that it's reasonable so people can, uh, you know, I'm in that book, I wanna buy that book, I wanna give that book to my mom. You know, if they wanna do that, they can, uh, if they want a paperback. So, we, but we want to continue with the marketing, not just put it up there and say, there it is, and, and leave it. We, we were, we're going to recruit the people uh, through email. We're going to write to everybody who contributed to the book, let them know, okay, the book is up. Here's where you can find it. Would you please go and review, leave a review on the book? And, when, and that's 18 uh, reviews that we hope to get from those who were interviewed and are in the book. And then ask them to also recruit family and friends and audience members of theirs to do the same so that we get a lot of reviews on the book, which uh, gets more action from Amazon, where it presents it more frequently to other possible buyers. Uh, we'll share it on our podcast. We'll, we'll tell everybody, please share that the book is out there, that you contributed. And uh, so that's our podcast plus all the others. Uh, we'll put it up, of course, in social media posts. We're going to post it on LinkedIn and Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram and all over social media that the book is done. Go get the book. We will uh, talk about it in the, I will talk about it in the She Podcasts uh, group because um, you have to be a woman to be in there. So Toby can't do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to tag uh, the She Podcasts um, group and uh, page when we post on Facebook because uh, there's a very large group there. And so they'll be interested. Oh, I went, I went to that event. Oh, I know that person. I want to read that book. We'll put out an email blast, of course, to our email list and ask everybody uh, as we ask them to read the book and share the book, we'll offer them a sample email to say, 
if you have an email list would, you know, here's a sample email you can send out to your list to let them know that the book is out. Uh, we'll send out free Kindle copies to prospective reviewers. Uh, for instance, uh, we want to make sure that uh, Elsie Escobar and Jessica Kupferman, who are the uh, organizers and the leaders of She Podcasts uh, will get a free book so that they can review it not only on Amazon, but review it on their podcast so that people who listen to their podcast will hear about it. And we can do that with anybody else who we feel would do the same. And uh, give away the copy on our live show, right? We can have uh, contests. Signed and, copies. And, and give away a signed copy, you know, uh, create some excitement and some buzz about it. Uh, you'll get a free signed copy if you do, you know, if you do a review or, you know, bring, bring people in to watch the show or subscribe or whatever it is that you want to do for a giveaway to, you know, incentivize people uh, with that free book to do something that's going to benefit you as well. well and one of the byproducts of having interviewed 18 of these uh, folks, in addition to ha having been at the event and gotten like, oh, those are the guys that are doing the, uh, the uh, interviews. Uh, we interviewed 18 of them. Our plan is to send them coupons for, uh, each of them coupons for the Kindle version of the book. And at the same time we send it to them, we're going to ask them after they read it to give us a review, which helps us in terms of uh, Amazon marketing. As Shelly said, we're going to send a couple of copies to Jessica and Elsie, who's the were the sponsors, hosts, and organizers of the She Podcasts live event in Tucson 2021. Scottsdale. Scottsdale, sorry. Totally awesome. different place. I know. You've never been to Tucson, never so I don't know why you talk about it. I have it all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, with the idea that uh, they were very excited about it, where Elsie was really excited about, because when we were interviewing her, she asked, what are you guys going to do with this? And when we told her what we were going to do uh, in one of the uh, following shows, we we kind of reviewed everything we had done to get to that point. That and, was our intro for the book. Right. And in the next show that they had, they referred to that. And Elsie said, it's kind of a manual of how to leverage your time, money, and effort when you attend one of these conferences. So watch the video. So we want to make sure we committed to producing the book. We want to make sure that they get the book so that when they see it, they can say, look, Here's the end result of that entire effort that Shelly and Toby went through. So it also adds to our credibility because we have the final copy right here is a physical copy mm -hmm. of something we said we were going to do. Right. And it happened. So we gain all of that credibility for completing that mission. And and completing it in a relatively short period of time. You got to remember this event was late October, the last week in October. It was the middle of October. Was it? Oh, yeah. 15th through 17th. You're right. So middle October, November, December, January, and some change. So three and a half months from event to publishing on Amazon. That, that's a good thing. I mean, when you can do it this way and be, do it that quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's out there for the next con before the next conference happens. Right. And they might and they could invite us and say, hey, want to do that again? Free VIP tickets this time. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I do want to point out that uh, or a different podcasting that uh, could do that. <laughs> and, and we talk about this in the book. Um, uh, I got the idea of, to have Shelly go to this conference, and Shelly said, "Well, I'm not going to do this without you guys." You know, uh, so uh, I'm I contacted not going alone. I right. said. 
So I contacted She Podcast and I said, is there a problem with me attending the event? And they said, absolutely not. And I want you to know that when I did, uh, although I was, I stayed pretty much in the background, which is very different for me, um, I did feel welcomed and, uh, and not ignored and um, just, it was a really good event and gave me the opportunity to be who I was and gave Shelly the opportunity to be who she was. So it worked out very nicely for us. That's right. And we would do it again. And we would. And we will probably do it again soon. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, So if you get the book, you will get all of the information about how we put together the, you know, the whole uh, leveraging your content interview process uh, to create a book. And you also get all 18 of the interviews edited to a very nice readable format but it's still very conversational and it's going to be an excellent book for people who either podcast or want to start a podcast. You're going to get a lot of great information about, uh, you know, what people are doing, what's working, what's, what didn't work, why people experienced pod fade, how they came back from that uh, statistics from Laura Ivy from Edison research about who listens to what and why and for how long and why Advertisers should advertise on podcasts from uh, Laurel Earhart and uh, information about Libsyn from Corey Fry. And uh, we had amazing Molly Ruland who talked all about uh, producing a podcast to grow your business and just amazing things. Uh, editing, editing with uh, Jennifer Longworth. Jennifer with Bourbon Barrel Podcast Editing or something like Bourbon yeah, Barrel. Yeah, Bourbon Barrel Podcast yeah. Editing. Yeah. So amazing information in this book, and I and it will be out very, very soon, probably within a week or so. Uh, so be looking for that and get on the, uh, you know, get on our email list and make sure that uh, you get all the information about it. Follow us so you know what we're doing. That's right. And all you got to do to get on our email list is go to our website, agkmedia.studio, and there's a sign-up form there. And all your, the links that you need to get in touch with us are in that uh, crawl that you see below us mm-hmm. all throughout the show. And we'll, you know, we're going to be having some giveaways soon. So make sure you uh, subscribe and watch our show and uh, future shows. We're going to be giving we, away the we book. Give away books to our email subscribers. So. That's right. That's right. All right. right. That's all we have for today. And uh, we are looking forward to some networking tonight. I, Looking forward to my show tomorrow with Jen McFarland on Women Conquer Business. If you are available at uh, 11 a.m. tomorrow, Mountain Time, Mountain Time or 10 a.m. Pacific Time, make sure you tune in on my channel, the Shelley Carney Livestream Coach channel. I will be there live with Jen. And I'll be watching from the other room. And I don't know what we're talking about next week or if we'll have a guest, but tune oh, in. Uh, I think we'll have uh, Tim Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald. We'll uh, have an amazing marketing guru t- uh, to talk to us. Tim was on our panel last week, and I had him kind of scheduled for this week, and then he had an appointment, business appointment that he had to take care of. So All right. we're going to have him on next week. All right. So we will see you again next week, and we thank you for showing up today. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too.
Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.